0: Listening to day two of the Chompcast Game of the Year podcast. Uh, This is the show where we're going to count down our top five games of the year. This is the grand finale of all grand finales. Now, if you missed day one, uh, for some reason, if you found this podcast first, make sure you go back in your feed and check out day one of our Game of the Year podcast. It was uh, exciting. It was contentious at times, interesting, uh, and fascinating to see how those picks shaked out. So don't miss day one. Um, it's it's vital to the whole story, as they would say. Um, but yeah, so today is day two. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to count on our top five games of the year. And uh, what I'm going to do actually for the crew is I'm going to introduce each of you as we sort of segue into your personal uh, fifth choice uh, for game of the year. So we'll kind of go round robin here and I'll introduce you and then you'll be able to give me your uh, number five choice for uh, best game of the year. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, This is it. The moment that we have all been waiting for. All right, so uh, let's start off. I'm going to throw it to Josh first. Um, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan, um, the, uh, the rustler of Jimmy's, as they say, the Jimmy rustler. Um, last episode, uh, if you listened, um, me, me and Josh are going to call a truce this episode because uh, last episode, Josh got my Jimmy's rustling so fast, my, <laughs> the, the, the molecules in my vo- body were just vibrating and I almost spontaneously combusted. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I, that can happen, right?
1: I have that effect.
0: Mm-hmm. It was it was just like, yeah, spontaneous combustion. But now it's back. Everything's calmed down. We're calling yeah. a truce for today.
1: It yeah, okay. seems like a waste. I put so many talent points into that skill. But, uh, yeah.
0: But <laughs> that, that yeah, that's always a bummer. You mm-hmm. go all the way down that skill tree, and it's just, you know, not getting you the desired result that you were hoping for.
1: Yeah.
2: You're, you're filling in your character, and you Profession—it's one of the blank ones, and you fill in Jimmy mm-hmm. Rustler. Just Jim, all right, Jimmy, Jimmy. Maybe maybe we'll use it in 2019.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Those custom classes are getting a lot more support in recent recent. They're getting quite elaborate, of, huh? Yeah, yeah. So.
0: That's what I should've done during the last part when it got robust. Pardon me while I burst into the flames. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh we'll little incubus for you guys. So, Josh, uh what let's let's kick it off here for you. What is your choice for your fifth favorite game of twenty eighteen?
1: Uh, I've told Shay this earlier, but like my top seven are all so close together that I've been having a really tough time with this one this year. There, so many good games came out this year, but uh, cuts had to be made, and uh, at the end of the year, um, five had to be The Missing. Okay, J. The J. J. Missing. field and the, the Island the of s- Memories.
0: The Sweary uh, Joint.
1: Mm-hmm. Which was... It, Something I was not really expecting to like going into it, just kind of with my history of a lot of his other games. Um, But I feel like he kind of finally found a way to make his quirkiness work. Um, Yeah, and it was just really, really an affecting game going through that. That also had one of my favorite, I briefly mentioned this before, but had one of my favorite mechanics of the year. Um, from like a story perspective, um, that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Is that the destru- just the
0: destruction of your, I I played like two hours of it. I was actually mm-hmm. surprised that, um, you were enjoying it so much because it reminded me sort of like an inside kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, yeah. So like you just, you throw yourself against objects to like basically dismember yourself and then yeah, you- you're
1: any damage you take to your body is permanent until you decide to fix it and so you can like use your own body body parts for puzzles um either by like placing them on switches or by you know taking so much damage that you're just a head rolling around to get places you want to go um
0: yeah the only one i did was one where like it was like a bridge and i had mm -hmm. to keep it up by like uh exploding my body a couple times to where like part of my corpse was on the left side and then like the half of my corpse, like the torso portion was crawling off the across the now weighted bridge. So it was like flattened out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really like the first time it happens, you like you think, oh well I guess I died here. And then the game keeps going. Um as you just kinda, you know, drag your you know, bits of a corpse along behind you continuing on. Um and I'm like, okay, I guess this is just like a story beat moment or something. there and and then it it kind of turns out to be a running mechanic for the rest of the game, which is really cool. And they have just a lot of a lot of neat puzzles built around that um just from a mechanical side of it, but then also just the story that they're telling with that mechanic is really, really cool. Um, but it kind of gets into a lot of the spoilers at the end. That, yeah. Don't really she want to get ta- into yet.
0: Who is she talking to on the phone? Is that her? Like, is that a plushie? Like a doll? Is that? Was it that like? Oh a, yeah,
1: her, it's like her stuffed animal. Like her.
0: You okay, know, so that's what she kid's was holding. His toy okay. stuffed
1: animal that she had at the beginning of the game. That, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was just kind of hard for me to tell with the visual style what that was. I couldn't tell if it was like a. Uh, a little creature or what? But it makes. But whenever it calls you on the phone, it looks like kind of like a, like a teddy bear or something like that, kind of a mm-hmm. thing. That's yeah. come to life or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's very strange. God, it's this game strange. sounds
2: quirky as fuck.
1: It is. It's got a lot of the same quirkiness that Deadly Prem had. And as much as I enjoyed the story and really wanted to kind of see that through, it like just didn't work as a shooter. Um, and so it just made it kind of hard to play through. But this one because it's, you know, a side-scrolling puzzle platformer, it's still got some of the same sort of, like, floaty issues that that genre basically always has once you start getting a little physics-y at all. Yeah, Um, yeah. But it's not bad. Like, I've played a lot of puzzle platformers that are just frustrating because stuff will just kind of, like, jitter and bounce off a switch that you were trying to weight down or something like that, and this is nothing like that. Um, So...
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. I have some questions I can ask you about that uh, later on when we organize the group list for whatever reason. But um, I guess it just sort of I like, It's weird because that game is kind of... I don't think too many people are aware of it. We almost missed it. I mean, that's kind of a late yeah. addition for you. I know you just played it like a, like a week and a half ago or something. Yeah, I played something. it like
1: halfway through December. It's um, because, yeah, it came out... Right when everything big was coming out, like you know, that whole you know, Spider Man and Red Dead 2 and also a bunch of other really good indie games were coming out at that point as well. Um and so yeah, I just got buried. Like that was right around the same time Crosscode came out. Um so yeah, I had my plate full and then almost completely missed it, but yeah, just the story in that game is so affecting that it's just it's really, really stuck with me
0: interesting okay all right number five the missing wait what's the subtitle for that it's got a weird name it's
1: ridiculous yeah it's of course it's the missing jj Macfield and the island of memories okay but yeah everyone's just gonna call it the missing because yeah that's just
0: yeah the missing yeah i think yeah just call it the missing Mm -hmm. for all of our sakes um that's a weird one okay Number 5 the missing uh that segs uh, segs that segs that segs way That seg some way Ooh seg some way let's seg some way um that segways me to uh Do a you the way? <laughs> I seg the way to a man <laughs> that uh needs no introduction um the Filipino Johnny Depp from Texas we call him Fish uh fish i mean last year i know you really caused a fracas last year i just want to say the word fracas it was
1: did it was you full of what the fuck Fr- is a fracas, it's, fracas- well, it's it's a fracas whenever a morgan's fracas?
0: doing it is it fracas 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 oh fracas i think you say fracas it's not too old.
2: I
3: like to say uh, a yeah. frucus Have just
0: you never said the fracas <laughs> The
3: frucus. I think it's a you used say
0: ruckus. No, no, no. You didn't cause a ruckus, though. A ruck. Uh, <laughs> it was a frocus
3: oh. okay? <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference?
2: What uh,
0: the fuck I... is the
3: difference between a fruckus and a ruckus? One oh, no,
2: Morgan on. can pronounce perfectly, the other one... <laughs> <laughs> and he chose the one he cannot.
0: I'm trying to look up the official um, definition for
3: fruckus. <laughs> oh, here, here we go. Once um, again. Defending his name, and but it, it says no result for pronunciation. Fracas. So,
0: <laughs> oh, you guys made I, up that fucking word. I, right I guess it's made up. I
1: get, goddamn it, I know it's. You a real made up name. that
0: fracas word. Um, son of a bitch.
1: Oh well. What, how well, are well, you, how are you trying to find this? I'm curious to know. What exactly I... did you type in there? uh frocus <laughs> f r a u c u s is that, oh, right? well that would be that would be your issue try f, f- r a c a s f- yes right.
0: exactly. cas oh yeah yeah that sounds right frocus okay all right so frocus fish is a, a noisy disturbance or coral
3: mm i've go. been known to get into a few corals back in my day <laughs> <laughs> mm. You so said
2: that you like say it with that accent, the way he I said really that reminds me of the meme. Squirrels. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me <laughs> of the meme of like when um, Rick would always say "coral" to his son. Oh. You know, like <laughs> the meme. Coral.
1: Coral.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've been known to get into some squirrels back in your day, fish. I mean, pigeons is one thing, but come on, right. squirrels. it's okay. The next <laughs> evolutionary step. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're harder to catch um, all right, from numbers, flying rats number f- <laughs> to fuzzy rats we all know where this is going same. those flying squirrels are adorable um, alright number 5 fish the most controversial and polarizing best 5 list you'll find on the internet right here right on the, the child cast
3: that's right <laughs> um, speaking of squirrels our next game <laughs> Actually features a rodent in it. Um, Oh, yeah! Called Moss, one of the best VR games that I've ever played in my entire life. Even though I haven't played that many, it was definitely an experience (laughs) worth having. I just want to put that in the back of the box disclaimer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I had to add that.
0: One of the best VR games you'll ever play. Haven't really played that many of them though.
3: Uh, I mean, I've played, you know, Resident Evil 7, and as much You've... as I enjoyed that first two hour or hour or so of that game, it's too scary know. for you. Too scary. Too scary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know me, i just not one to head into a haunted house and, you know, get my bearings straight and know what to do in those situations. Usually I just end up Dead. Hmm. Mutilated on the hmm. floor. Hmm. We did play a, the bunch on the
0: demo disc. That we, I do. So, anyways, you played a handful of games—the demo disc and a bunch of other random mm-hmm. stuff that I've yeah. shoved yeah. into your on your face.
3: Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, I wish I did. I had more experience with VR as far as like playing games like Moss. But Moss was definitely like a very complete. Polish VR game for me, and like their whole take on VR was that I I like the fact that you were able to not necessarily explore the entire world because you would definitely glitch through the world if you tried to like maneuver your head in certain angles into the world, it would kind of glitch out a little bit, and you could see through the world and stuff like that. So, the game isn't necessarily a full-on, like, 3D explorer. It's more of, like, almost a side-scroller type of game um, done in VR, which it doesn't sound appealing on paper, but when you actually do play that game, like, everything is kind of set in, like, this 3D space, and it feels like you're looking into this very miniature world of this um, mouse's world, I guess. Uh, Quill is the main character, and like the story is very simple and kind of uh fantastical I guess in a way because you mm-hmm. know you have a mouse that doesn't talk to you just squeaks at you but uh through gestures and what's going on in the screen you know exactly what to do and what that mouse is going through and it's pretty simple as far as that um and you I will say the, like
0: you could pet the mouse you get to bond with your mouse a little bit
3: mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely um You definitely
1: do. Yeah. Yeah. Quill. Quill is just so charming in that game. Between the scale mm -hmm. that we talked about before and the animations, which are some of the best from the year for that mouse. They're just... It just feels alive. Quill just... It feels... Yeah. So perfect. Right. In that game. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I... I honestly feel like that is the game that I wish I could have played the most but didn't get to play out of 2018 because mm-hmm. I I was looking forward to it so much, but to buy a VR headset just to play that game, I couldn't justify it. But mm-hmm. fuck, was it tempting?
0: Well, they do have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do have the $200 bundle now with that and Astrobot in it, which is pretty recommendable as far as bundles go because both those games are great. But yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You might have liked it the most, Shay, because uh you liked it before you even put on I thought it looked kinda boring before I put on the uh headset. Um so if you think it looked really interesting before you even put that headset on, then you're probably gonna be in heaven. I probably would
2: have enjoyed it the most out of all four of us, but it is what it is, unfortunately. It's just mm-hmm. the nature of the nature of the beast. Of the beast.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: The nature of the beast, the VR
0: beast. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, fish. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Is there anything else you wanted to so, say about Moss?
3: Um, um, like Josh said about the game, like it definitely is just like feels like a first part of a story um, arc, I guess. But it, it does have a, a nice climax at the very end, as far as like the boss that you fight. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a little drawn out, um, in a good way, because you definitely don't want, you know, that build up to just come to a head in like a first screen or something like that. Not to give away too much going on in there, but um it it, it was a great experience. Like from beginning to end, like it's it's a pretty um short campaign, I guess, uh, as you go through that game and You don't necessarily feel bored because there is a lot of puzzle mechanics in there which I definitely enjoyed using the VR and like the way you use your VR in that game looking around and like pulling stuff on screen like moving a block here or lifting up a gate here or controlling an enemy to shoot you know a certain object to uh, get it to do what you want it to do Um, we're all very interesting, and there was times where you're controlling Quill, fighting off monsters, and trying to control another monster to like solve a puzzle, uh, in the same room, which all just felt like natural in that game. It, uh-huh. it it just it felt intuitive at that point, and like the thought of like VR ha- creating games like that in that sort of nature, where you're able to do like all these different things on screen and control it. Um, but still feel like don't feel as overwhelmed. Like was very nice in that game, and I, I think that was my main takeaway from that game was that um, th- there's promise in VR games, and like if developers actually take time to sit down and think of like all these great mechanics that can interpret into a VR headset uh, for players to experience. Like, like I'm excited. Like if there was. You know, Moss 2 came out or something like that or um, a similar game um, or just another game that just had like a more polished type of feel to it. Because that game also looks very beautiful in Mm -hmm. VR and very, very, very immersive. So, um, yeah, I had to give it props on this top five uh, game list just because it, it was indeed a VR game that I thoroughly enjoyed from beginning to end. OK. Moss
0: it is clinging to the back of the stone of your top five list, as it should be. Um, all right. Next up, uh, the professor, Mr. Shay Layton, is here from Japan uh, to give us his number five. Shay. kind of a, is this the first official year that you have been completely uh, in Japan, like last year when we started the podcast? You got in Japan, what was it, like, March or something? Or am I already losing... Yeah, at the very
2: end okay. of March, yes. So this okay. is the f- first full, complete year I've been in Japan with the podcast. Yeah. Right.
0: yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about.
2: Yeah, I know. It feels like just yesterday I got here, in a way.
0: Yeah, But I feel like... <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, I was going to make it I feel like just yesterday you were sitting on my couch playing PT with me <laughs> in the
2: dark. <laughs> Uh, and watching Star Trek. Yeah. Mm. You yep. remember that? Yep. Oh, yeah, That I was do. That was one of the we best times were... watching Star Trek.
0: We were definitely not inebriated, that's for sure. I could tell you that. Mm.
2: Yeah, mm. something, something. <laughs> something, something. But, um, yeah, so this one was really hard. Um, Cross Code, unfortunately, didn't make my top five just because I didn't play enough of it. I think had I finished the game, it would have been very high on the list, but... I wanted to give it to games that I finished. Um, mm-hmm. Cel- Celeste, unfortunately, didn't top my list either just because it was one of those ones I had to cut off. And Morgan made a really good point that I actually thought, sat down and thought about and I kind of agreed with him. Had I liked it as much as I did, or as I should, as I said I did, I probably wouldn't have put it down on the very last level, even though... I got really busy with other things. I probably could have and should have still finished the game, but I didn't. So my number five actually went to My Memory of Us. Um, one, because I finished the game. <laughs> That's not the reason.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> these disclaimers Landstar. between you and Fish. <laughs> Best I know, VR I title. No, I've really. played a couple. <laughs>
1: yeah. My Memory I've of Us. i played one or two. I finished it
2: yeah that's it. That's why number five all right now um <laughs> honestly, because I mean the art direction in this game Mm-mm. was my favorite art direction of this year by far um as Morgan and I had kind of a conversation about this off screen or off air I guess rather that <laughs> I feel yeah, I like, like the sound hmm, of it, yeah off off screen no the the art direction, to me, was essential to the game. Had the art direction not been as good as it was, the game wouldn't have been near as interesting. The The art direction furthered the narrative um, in a way that made it even more interesting. Speaking yeah. on the narrative, it, I think it was a very interesting point of view that was told about yeah. a very treaded on subject world war Two has been done to death but to hear about it from the perspective of the polish or what poland went through during that time mm-hmm. i think is something that as americans at least we're not very well aware of and i think it was an interesting way the narrative was presented to tell a very very dark story um as we talked about in the yeah in the previous podcast when we discussed the game, it is a tiny bit ham fisted in that like some of some of the themes are very like just in your face type of thing. But to me, yeah. that was never really cumbersome whatsoever. I know some other people it was. Yeah. For me it was not really cumbersome. For me it was a very cute cute way and sometimes very very difficult way to tell a story um that even though it's been told to me a million times from different perspectives still somehow felt fresh. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, I mean I love this game. It it does it doesn't top my list because I met the developer, but that was that was an added bonus. Um it doesn't top my list Because Patrick Stewart was a narrator, but I fucking love that fact. It it just it was it was a really to me it was a really good game. It was a game that I'm surprised didn't get the accolades I feel it deserved. But nonetheless, it is what it is. And for me, number five is a really good spot for it.
0: You probably wouldn't even have heard of it had you not ran into that guy at. Tokyo Game Show. I, I, I kind right. of just guarantee you probably would have never even found that game, you know?
2: Right. And that's and that's the thing. Like, I don't know if it was just, like, poor advertisement or or it got overshadowed, what the case may be. But I just, yeah, I feel like not enough people really heard about this game. And, yeah. unfortunately, it's a game that people are going to go back to eventually and be like, oh, man, I really, I, I miss this game. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I I think that, like, The people that did hear about it, like, gave it fairly mixed reviews, which doesn't help at all either. So, I don't know. I felt like it was a great game um, for an indie developer. And I definitely am happy it it has a place on my list, at least. On someone's list, if anything.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of, I definitely would have missed it if you hadn't told us about it. But it was a game I really enjoyed this year as well. I kind of, like like you were mentioning with the art style, it is really cool because it's a Polish perspective, but also of a child that lived through it, Um, you know, kind of relating his experience to another child current day. So it's kind of a child's perspective, telling the story to another child, which is really cool. And it's got kind of a you know, black and white storybook sort of aesthetic to it, which is really cool. And I almost think it could be one of the reasons it gets overlooked a little bit, um, because the whole child's perspective or, you know, kind of telling world war two for a child is such a difficult concept that people have a really hard time with it. I was, I was getting a lot of life is beautiful sort of vibes from it. Um, which is a movie that gets panned constantly for making light of World War II and the atrocities there yeah um because it's about you know this dad trying to make a concentration camp not you know just absolutely horrible for his kid the whole time, and it has it has some tone issues with the way they actually present that. And so it ends up feeling like it's actually making light of it instead of like you know trying to show you the struggle of this dad and put in this awful position um and right. I think a lot of people just kind of see that and go oh no it's 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 this again um so i I think it can kind of be a hard sell for a lot of people, but i they did they did a great I, job I, with this I, that's the, a, the one good.
0: Oh, I was just going to say the one thing that I – because I was reading a lot of reviews about it. I'm reading one right now actually just to kind of see just – just out of curiosity to see maybe why it was received the way it did, which was kind of like solid seven sort of a thing. Um, and so sort of the general consensus I got was that they generally seem to think that it was for like maybe it was designed for a younger audience because of the, the calm voice of the narrator and sort of the – happy characters and sort of like you know there's not really a lot of violence and stuff like that in the game they thought and it might have just been it might have came off as a little too um, childlike for for audiences at least at first glance that could have been the reason because it seems like it just it scored a nice a lot of nice solid sevens with people although they acknowledge the art style as well they this is just from ign where they're talking about the the painting art style so i don't know i mean it, you could we could discuss that all day it's just like to try and figure out why games get sort of lost in the in the shuffle but maybe that's part of it
2: right and the last thing i would say about that and then we can move on because i don't want to dwell on this too much we've talked about it but like um <laughs> we dwe- dwelled on it in, a, in previous podcasts. but i i think that's a, a valid point but I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I don't agree with Josh. I just don't agree with that mentality that it's for a younger audience. Just because of the fact that, like, we don't, like this World War Two's been told in so many different harrowing ways. Like, I'm gonna pronounce his name wrong because I always do and I always forget how to pronounce his name. Eli, Eli or Eli Weissel, Um, his book Night mm-hmm. was like a really good way to look at it from a child's perspective and to look at the actual Mm -hmm. atrocities of what happened. You look at... There have been so many movies, so many games that show the atrocities of World War II. I think it's okay to depict it now um, in not necessarily a way making light of what happened, but to try and not necessarily soften the blow, just give a different spin on it. Um like to me it still depicts the the terribleness of what world war 2 was like Josh and I both talked about there are some sequences in there that almost make you you know make you feel ill because of what the children are f- essentially forced to mm-hmm. do by some of the the world war 2 german soldiers or the uh, um the the axis power soldiers um it's, it's affecting and it doesn't need to be overly over the top, gruesome or disgusting or perturbing. They, they manage to capture mm-hmm. that while still keeping that almost childlike charm to it. So I, if that's the mentality of why it didn't get a higher score, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree more, but it is what it is. It's, it's on my list. I'm happy with that. So, yeah. 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 I can leave it at just that. Just just theorizing, I don't know. Just theorizing yeah. for the sake of No, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Not it's not not nothing against you Morgan or you Josh. Just I'm saying
1: to anyone who feels that way. Yeah, no, I I wasn't Yeah. I like even my comparison to Life is Beautiful is not even a bad one. Like I actually like that movie a lot more than like I said most people just think it's awful and I really don't. I think it was just yes. it was it was trying to do something it was trying to show something, and it didn't do its job as well as it should have, is kind of where it fell short. Whereas a lot of people just sure. felt like it was just a horrible concept from the beginning. And like, oh no, there's no way to do this well. Of course it's, of course it's horrible. Instead of, eh, there's just a few tone issues here and there. Um, sure, sure. I can so agree with that. Yeah. I feel like it's more just that's the fair. baggage that it brings to the game, if, if anything else. Hey, hey. <clears throat> yeah
0: hey i've uh I've made a living out of liking things that people think are awful all right so you don't have to mm. you don't have to tell me twice um okay cool uh my memory of us number five <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry I just got a message from my wife she's taking my kids going getting on the school bus for the first time um I am, and so she was just sending me. She was mad at me because I left Taco Bell in her car, and so it's, just, huh. it's a long story. I'd be mad at you too. I I worked your way. Really I left and I the had chalupa the for Bell. you, honey, for breakfast. <laughs> I left it out there for you. God. Oh God. Anyways, um, yeah. So the way I decided to do this, the, um, I of course am uh, Morgan General Mountain Time here in Montana, and the, so some of these I'm just going to seem like I'm going through faster. It's just because there's some that I want to talk about more later, and mm-hmm. I think the best way for me to do that, so that it, I'm not just uh, waxing and waning far too long, is to just um, pick my pick my spots uh, and fish pretty well covered moss, which is my number five as well. Uh, Very, very thoroughly. I would just say it's a game that you need to just put on. Like once you get those goggles on, you're in that world. I wish we. I wish I had fought harder for our direction. I think I got a little distracted as a group, but I mean, just the the way they convey that world. Like the first time you get in that little village, and there's like that cute little Mm -hmm. mouse like fishing, and everything seems to scale. It's like it's like somebody built like a miniature mouse village, and I think you could still make a case
1: for it. We could we could add that to it, add a second one to it, retroactively. Because I do like. There were so many cool art directions, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a, it's a very unique looking, and they hide, you know, I don't, puzzle games really are not what I come to video video games for. Like, I'm, I'm not a big puzzle gamer, but they sort of hide, it's a puzzle game, but it's sort of uh, more digestible for me because it's in this, like, really uh, revolutionary platform. It's kind of like when you need to give your dog medicine, so you stick it in their dog treat. Um mm-hmm. so they they eat it that's kind of what it is like you can you can sneak puzzles and games like inside and stuff like this if you hide it in enough stuff that i like so yeah i think moss is um if someone's thinking about buying vr and they have the money to do it i think the moss astrobot bundle is the way to go. though, this is the last thing I'll say. The reason I prefer Moss to AstroBot is simply just because AstroBot is clever, and you'll probably get a lot more time out of it. Like you could finish Moss in a couple afternoons, but I feel like just Moss is just a more unique experience. AstroBot is is yeah, it's kind of a Mario style game. It's it's got its own charm and it's a revolution on the, the platform. But I've played three mm-hmm. D platformers before. I've never yeah. played a game like Moss before, so that's why I give it the nod.
1: I I agree. Like as good as Astrobot is, you've played something like it before, but Moss is just it's going to stick with you. It's really going to stick with you.
0: Yes. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. It's too bad they botched the the story. It doesn't really matter. The story kind of sucks, but it's just cuz you read these like you you read about all these cool characters like this like uh king riding a giant frog and you're like, "Oh, that sounds cool. I want to see that." But it's just like these boring little pages you turn and they they fuck that part up, but it's not a huge deal. It's like I'd say five like of the, you know, maybe four hours you'll spend and five hours you'll spend playing the game. Like ten minutes of it is doing the story, so it's a very small portion. Yeah, just,
1: it's kind of, yeah, like the interstitial bits at the beginning and end of chapters are like 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 you saying it's like a picture book type presentation.
0: Yeah, it's fine. You turn that you actually turn the pages with the VR control. And all that stuff, it's just it's, uh, it's just kind of a waste of opportunity. But you, it's just definitely worth experiencing. And as a positive note, my, my wife said it's the only VR game that has not made her sick. So just because of how the camera works. And they, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, you're pretty fixed there. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it works really well.
0: Uh, so Moss is also my uh, number five. All right, so we have all introduced ourselves and hit the first line down. So if I th- uh, I'm just going to keep going in the cycle that we have because it seems to make the most sense that way. Uh, Josh, what is your number four game?
1: My number four is, and again, like the ordering on here is so tight, whatever. Like, but at number four, what I had to land on is Into the Breach. For being ah. just one of the best tactics games ever, it really is. It's so good. It's got such tight combat and strategy. It's 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 amazing. It really is. I th- I feel like it's it's the bar for strategy games at this point. If like if you want to do a tactics game right, you really need to look at Into the Breach and see how they've approached a lot of the problems that the genre always had. Uh, yeah, make it it's, tight. Hmm.
0: I um I I'm only gonna jump in here because it's all it's also my number four so I figured I'd say that too yeah uh, yeah yeah and, and Into the Breach that game is I don't even like tactical games it's the only tactical game I've ever loved it's the only tactical game I've ever finished granted it's a very short game you could probably finish it in a couple hours <laughs> but uh, yeah
1: go ahead yeah. sorry oh it's it's good yeah it is definitely. Um... It's definitely something something you should pick up, like Morgan's saying, even if you're not really into tactics games, because it's it's on a scale that's very approachable. Um, like it doesn't feel like just this, this huge, sprawling, massive amount of rules you have to get your head around. Uh, it it does a great job of kind of making everything so obvious on the screen that you can it's just you can parse it, you can look at it, tell what's going on and it's just it's so easy to get into but it's not like overly simple like there were kind of a string of overly simple tactics games on like the game boy advance for a while there uh, where they like tried to make everything a little smaller and more portable and some of them were really good some of them still had the depth that it needed but kind of for a while there everyone just kind of reduced it too much and this one kind of takes that mindset of what what can we re- reduce a tactics game to and still have it be good. And it does it really well. And uh, also, an honorable mention here with Into the Breach, Into the Breach kind of takes that isometric top-down tactics game and does that to it extremely, extremely well. Um, and another interesting game I played this year was uh, Bad North, which takes that same idea for an RTS, which is... It, not as successful in its take, but it's still really cool. It's it's like you're controlling just a couple little squads of people in an RTS while you're trying to defend an island. Um, that was it, you can you can play that one on Switch, and I think that one's still worth playing. But you know, just kind of because it does, it it pairs it down to an extremely basic level, and it still works. It just it it didn't work anywhere near as well as Into the Breach did. Like that that game is just a master class on how to how to make a tactics game at this point. So
0: Yeah. I have to sell people on that game very heavily. Like, there's this... All the time, I just converted someone recently to that game, and it's just because because the art style is a little bit bland. It doesn't show well. Like, if if you look at screenshots... I'm pretty sure that's probably why Fish never got into it. If you look at screenshots of Into the Breach, you're just like, ugh, what the fuck is this? But, but when you play it, it's just a completely different experience. Like... Um, It's very intimate because you only have a Mm -hmm. squad of three members. Um, You know exactly what everything... The most annoying thing in the world is when you're playing a tactics game and it's like you have a 75% chance of hitting this enemy and you move up there and you swing and it's like, oh, you missed. And you're like, oh, that's great. Now I fucked up the whole battle because of some random... (laughs) Like, they basically alleviate... You get a reset turn option. You can take combat. There's almost like a random loot element too because you can pick up drop Mm -hmm. pods that have random pilots and abilities like... The entire game is very short. a roguelike but it's randomized. So every battle's different which keeps it exciting at least for a while. So I mean they basically just took everything I hate about tactics games and just got rid of them. So that's why I love it.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah. It's it's good in that like it shows like less is more, but there's still there's still like a lot to learn in the game if you want. Like if you want to just yeah. start it up and play it go from beginning to end, it's a very simplistic game. Um, that, I mean, it requires thought because it's a tactics game, but it doesn't require this high learning curve. If you want to just play it right out the gate, if you want to use like some of the, the other squads you can get, yes, it requires a higher learning curve, but it's not required to play the game as it is. And so I think it's a really good example of a less is more concept while still giving enough content to allow people who want more out of that game to get more out of that game. So, yeah, it yeah, was it, it, great. great yeah. game. It did, it's crazy it did, they, how they... Did it well, is all I was going to say.
0: It's crazy how they balance it, too, like, Shay. Like, I, every mm-hmm. time I play that game, I just can't believe how every... Like, for the most part, every squad I've played feels balanced within... I mean, to a degree, because it's randomized, you'll get fucked over on occasion, but they balance that out because you can earn points to spend to buy... So they know you're going to get fucked over every now and then, but they allow you ways to sort of even that out. Uh, right,
2: right. Mm-hmm. And I think, that's, I think that's a really good point because... Um I've liked Tactics Games for a long time obviously one of my favorite games of all time game series is a tactics game series uh mm-hmm. and I can I can't tell you like the amount of times cuz I've played through those games uh dozens of times and just Sometimes I'm there collecting all the hidden characters just to collect them fully well knowing that they're absolute ass and garbage and there's no hmm. point in collecting them other yeah. than to be a completionist. And that's kind of like the that's kind of like what you go through in a tactics game, like a typical like a Fire Emblem type game mm-hmm. where you just go and you get these characters and you know some of them are just fucking ass. But you can still use them if you want. It just is much more difficult. It makes the game much harder. Whereas Into the Breach, it feels like you're getting exactly what you need. No more, no less. And just use it and figure it out to the best of your ability. And that's one thing that makes this game work so well. And that's why they take that less is more approach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: definitely. I mean, I, I definitely like the fact that you can indeed see all the enemies attacks because at that point you you know exactly what they're going to do next turn you got to prevent them from doing it and like it it just it makes that goal clear for you at the beginning of each turn of what you have to where you have to position your characters which enemies you have to take out or push um like it's, it's 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 interesting because like you're you're trying to save a city so you can essentially sacrifice yourself if need be and on higher difficulties like there's times where like you're yeah. you're on a certain turn and you're like, Man, there's no way I could survive this turn without at least sacrificing one of my mechs and losing my pilot. And like that that feeling feels great and triumphant but also bittersweet at that at that point because you yeah. lose all that experience you've built up with that pilot um and like that feeling in that game like it it really sinks down into like the core of like a tactics type of game for me at least where you're you're each move just feels so pivotal and when you do lose like you know exactly where you went wrong or where you went wrong in uh, previous turns where you should have mm-hmm. maybe taken out a certain vec at this point or whatever, um, but it it never leaves you feeling like you're cheated, which is like the big problem with um, tactics games where you you are mi- indeed missing shots or um, the enemy just. Moves uh, in a way that you weren't expecting and like totally fucks you over, and you're just like, well, fuck. Yeah, Yeah. there's nothing I could do there.
0: Or even like in the Fire Emblem games, they'll put you'll have like eight, ten fucking characters on one corner of the map, and like it takes three turns just to like meet Mm -hmm. the other enemy in the middle. I'm like, I, it's just, and it's very slow. You have to grab each person and move in the middle. Like the the tactics genre is very stuck in like a weird rut of.
1: I kind of feel like these last two years have been great for that genre. And I'm hoping people are taking notes between into the breach. And then last year with, uh, Mario Rabbids kingdom battle. Cause that one took the, um, uh, the XCOM, you know, combat system. It's essentially XCOM, um, and did a, the same thing. Like you start a level and you can see the entire map. You're not having like a bunch of hidden information. Uh, there is accuracy, but it's cover based accuracy that's so obvious that you never feel cheated by it. Like, someone's completely out in the open, you will hit them, or they're buying to half cover, it's a coin flip. Like, everyone can understand a coin flip. You realize if you decide to take that shot, you've got a 50% chance of missing it, so you don't really feel cheated if you decide to go for that. And then there's full cover. You're not going to hit it, period. So it's it's not... You, don't, you, you never feel like you're cheated in that game as well. And I feel like that's something that... Tactics games really need to do going forward is is get that whole I mean there's there there should be room for some randomness but it should never feel like the reason you won or lost is because of that randomness. Like it, you should you should always feel like you can overcome it. And I think I think games need to get to that point.
0: Yep. Best no story of the year, right fish? <laughs> Mm, some would
3: debate you on that. <laughs> some might. <laughs> some of them would. I'm sure there's people out there. There's mm. probably a fa- there's probably into the breach fanfic out there. Uh, I'm not gonna a search a... that. That
1: no. <laughs> I, I'm sure even... you are right. I mean, for for my, Open up that
3: page.
2: for my episode where I interviewed Justin, I definitely did a little bit of fanfic for these. For, like, the opening of that episode. So, I mean, there definitely has to be some fanfic out there, but if it's fan-fuck fanfic, I don't want to listen to it or watch it or listen to it or watch it or read mm-hmm. it or watch it or listen to it. <laughs> well,
0: let's mm-hmm. check it out. Into the Breach porn. It's taking over Overwatch porn. Um, all right. So, it, it Into the Breach. Hentai,
2: actually.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It, would, so it would be that.
1: Back on that Octopus sub-genre. Action. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'd rather like to have some claymation into the breach.
0: <laughs> claymation? Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's not a bad idea. Um,
2: it's the million dollar idea of 2019.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. Well, there are these giant, like, tentacle things in the game, those, like, floating octopus things. They just get up to the building, but instead of damaging the building, they just stick their tentacles in and pleasure everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, so number four, uh, Into the Breach for Josh. Uh, (laughs) Number four for a one Filipino Johnny Depp. What's it going to be? Far Cry
3: 5. What? Are you... You're fucking with me. No. No, that that game was... (sighs) I don't know if it was because I went into that game with no expectations um, other than it was an open world. So my expectations for that game was fairly low. And as far as like open world games go, like, yeah, I've played, you know, GTA and everything, but, or Fallout and all those games. But I feel like Far Cry 5 did a good job of creating this um, fictional world within, you know, kind of a confines of a real world, I guess, of uh, being located in Montana and kind of catching the scenery of that place. Uh, I think they did a good job of that as far as like uh, the environment and everything and the people you come across and the different locales as far as like trailer parks and little towns. Ah, uh, uh, trailer parks. My f-
0: my favorite <laughs> video game location.
3: <laughs> uh actually those are kind of generic maybe i shouldn't have said that but
0: um, no 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 i uh,
3: the the the, the, go ahead go ahead sorry i was i was just thinking of like trailer parks as a whole in video games i'm like yeah it's pretty easy to nail what a trailer park is bunch Mm. of rectangle yeah we've been able to
1: render rectangles for a while yeah
3: so (laughs)
0: Well, I will say this. I will say this about that because I I did an environmental storytelling video when I first was really into that game, and I put it up. That like um, the first trailer park I came across, I found a fishing pole sitting in front of it that I picked up and started using. I didn't even know if I needed to, but it was cool. I walked inside, and it was just like sort of seeing the way these people lived. There was like a TV on with like the weird, you know, propaganda broadcasts, and there was all these little touches um, in the house that were interesting, sort of in, like, sort of a black comedy kind of way, uh, or, like, just little things, like, uh, for me, as uh, someone who lives in Montana, too, I saw a lot of nice little touches in there. So it is a very detailed game. You will see some of that stuff kind of repeated as you get toward the end of the game, but, you know, I mm-hmm. I, I put pictures up all the time of that game, and people think it's, like, they're like, oh, my God, this those games are pretty, and, and they're very detailed. That's one of the things that they, they generally do well, so. um yeah
3: yeah and they definitely did you know put a lot of detail into like certain locations um like you said uh the prepper stashes are all like they all feel very handcrafted little mini experiences for you in that game uh, which is a nice touch because you're exploring this big map and then you come across these and then it feels like it it just feels like the world is opening up to you in a way as you like progress through the story as you you know go through all these different prepper stashes and like I it it felt like a more manageable like open world game to me um even though the map may not seem big um you definitely can get lost in that game doing other stuff because there there is indeed like a lot of different stuff that you can do in that game as far as like completionist type of uh, activities or uh just getting into random hijinks with the cult members and or liberating outposts that you just happen to stumble upon and stuff like that um it it for a game for an open world game like it definitely held my attention more than I thought an open world game could hmm. for me in two thousand eighteen because um, I thought I was pretty done with that genre as far as like being burnt by Fallout 4 and um, GTA 5. Like Both those games I played maybe the first three or four hours of the games and was just completely done with them because I just felt like I already knew what kind of experience I was going to get out of it. It was just more of what the story was going to give me. And at that point, like the stories didn't really grab me. So,
0: Hmm. um, you started in in face area, right? That's where you started first. You went to the middle area in in
3: fallout. Yeah. In far cry five. Yeah. 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 And and I actually beat that boss or yeah, that boss in that area. And like, eh. I know Josh makes fun of it, but, like, that little story meter <laughs> that he <laughs> it, Well, the story I like, meter. I like
1: the way it works in practice. It's just whenever you yeah. abstract it out to try to actually talk about it, it sounds fucking right. stupid. Like, there's no good way it to does. talk about it. I feel stupid to just thing. talk about it, yeah. Like, whenever you're actually playing <laughs> it, it works. <laughs> like, it actually works because you're, like, destabilizing <laughs> the area, but, yeah. It
3: Tell just sounds dumb. There's no meter.
1: there's no intelligent-sounding way to talk about a story meter. <laughs>
3: But yeah, that's exactly where it is. I mean, you you gain a bunch of experience from liberating outposts and helping out um, people who are trying to fight back with the cultists or have been kidnapped by the cultists. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, like as you go through that, like you eventually get rewarded with like just little cinematic uh, videos and uh, a little bit of storytelling, character. Um, development of the person that um, you're trying to save in that area um, and of course the the protagonist or the antagonist in the in that area that you're going after which is the boss essentially and um, I definitely enjoyed that it, it was it made it more manageable that you felt like okay, if I want to see a story right now, I can just go ahead and liberate these two outposts and I'll have enough experience to, you know, progress through the story. Um, Or, you know, you could just go through the whole area and, like, slowly but surely, like, these cinemas... It it gets a little jarring as far as, like, those cinemas just popping up all of a sudden if you're not actually keeping track of your experience, which I could see as, like, a detriment to that game, but for me it, it it wasn't that big of a deal and like well
0: it I, you there's so many different ways you could look at it too cuz like if you don't like the story you'll just look at it as something that's breaking up the fun you're having with the game if you do have the story right. like like me and you then you're fine um and but it's obviously absurd like they're just like come on let's shoot him with the bliss darts, and then they capture you and of course you're going to find a way to escape i mean it's obviously ludicrous yeah. no one's no one's saying that it's logical
3: <laughs> yeah but yeah, it it definitely was fun. Um as far as like an open world game for me. Um you you and
0: Shay surprised. had some some pretty fun Twitch memory. I mean, it was tough watching watching you
2: guys play. <laughs> it was tough for <laughs> me watching though. <laughs> was... Yeah, it was uh, we had fun. It, it almost cracked the list for me of best on, or favorite online experience or multiplayer experience, whatever mm. you want to call it, multiplayer moment. I can't remember now. I wish retro like I wish we could do one retroactive award because I totally would uh renege on my my favorite character and change it to the dog in this game because <laughs> by because by and large and I'm being 100% serious Bears. that dog is that dog is the best dog like pet dog in any game I've ever played by fucking far that dog is incredible in that game any time leaving it behind to do something I felt guilty the one time that fish ran it over I felt really guilty um no he <laughs> ran over he ran over an enemy dog I think
0: it wasn't
3: a it wasn't your dog yeah it, it was a stray dog it wasn't yeah. um yeah well fuck that dog, dog.
2: Was, as yeah. long as it it's wasn't sad our dog it's sad too
0: it's sad too cause that dog when you rescue him from the pumpkin patch and he's in that cage like you find out that his owners just yeah. got <laughs> fucked up and you know
2: yeah, no, it was it was very well, that part was so well done in the game. Like, just the introduction of your first, like, partner in crime, and it happened to be the best dog in all of video gaming. Even better than Dog Meat from the Fallout. Goodest the-, the goodest of the good boys?
0: Yeah, I was going to say the goodest boy, yeah. The goodest yeah. good boy. That's right. <laughs> goodest. Goodest boy of all the goodest boys. Um okay. Well uh, pleasant surprise there. I hope at some point even if you don't get a chance to finish it, fish, uh the you should at least YouTube the ending or something because the the uh mm-hmm. it's gets it's pretty wild. If you're into it. If you're not into the story, then there's no point, and that's fine. I get that too. I'm just saying, but if you are into it, it gets the final confrontation with uh, the father is, is pretty wild, so. Um okay. Uh, All right, number four for a one Professor Layton.
2: Number four is a game on the sea. You are a seafaring pirate. You are on the shores, on the open water. I can't keep doing that. That's hurting my voice. Uh, sea of Thieves was my number four choice. Um, mm. That game, even though I didn't get as near as much time as I would have liked with it, that game was, like, it was just a honestly a surprise in a way. Even though I knew I would love it, it still was a surprise. Because, like, all year you guys had talked about how great that game was. You guys were wanting to send me my Xbox, and I was like, eh, eh eh whatever <laughs> and then i finally got it and i was like fuck i missed out on so much opportunity with this game this year it was a really it was a really good game we talked about it a ton the previous podcast so i'm not going to talk too much about it um the water mechanics in that game are unparalleled hmm. uh, the sailing just feels natural as hell it's great when you get into a, a battle it's not perfect but it's hectic and it's so much fun. the 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 sound production in the game is pretty great, and pair that with the music, which is sublime. It, it it's a beautiful looking game. The art direction on it's awesome. It just it's a great game. Um, I can understand the criticism. I don't agree with it, but I can understand it. The criticism of there's not a lot to do in the game. Uh, I think that criticism comes from people. Who tried it out at initial launch? The game has a lot more content now. I definitely think it's worth trying to jump back into it. It's yeah. to me, to me, it's a, for what it is. It's a great game, and I enjoyed the time I got to play with Morgan and Josh and Epidemic when he hopped in, um, one of our Patreon uh, VIP members. It was a great time. I loved it. And I'm looking forward to more opportunities with it, and I'm looking forward to them hopefully and eventually putting in more content as well
0: well I, I think I think the trick is with that last phrase you said um, is that I think the the content is sort of there. It's on them to have the onus to find intelligent ways to bring people back to the game, like we talked about with the Megalodon event. Find interesting things like, oh, here's a weird giant squid. Or yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying like, there's, they find interesting yeah. ways to bring people back to the game. I think it can be done. But I know for you, Shay, you didn't get to play it earlier in the year, and I'm glad you finally did. And I know it's a little bittersweet because, you know, you came to it so late. And there's, um, but I'm glad that you still, I was worried that we'd hype it up and you'd finally play it and you wouldn't have a good time, but I remember that after the first time you played it, you were like jonesing to play that game all week. So I'm glad you enjoyed it.
2: I'm still jonesing, man. I want to play still, it more. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will happily I will happily play that game more, for sure, once Fish gets uh, in the game here. Hmm. <laughs> Ah, we're still missing I mean we still need that one pirate that has a 50% chance of crashing our ship and abandoning us otherwise it's not the same
3: no that percentage has gone down damn it Morgan I'm Uh, not some I'm not some lab landlubber (laughs) <laughs> what? No, you said that. What? what did you want say lab lo- lad lover <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say there that's okay i still trying to wake up here
0: I know it's early for us uh, I'm surprised we're hanging in there no Fish I don't like you being good at the game you're going to ruin it it's no fun oh. when you're when you're good. No, I'm just kidding. It'll be fun <laughs> to bring if maybe a fish gets in there and we're all in the same in the crew and we run into a bunch of people. Like, uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk more about this later. But um, I'm glad you I'm glad you got to enjoy it. So.
3: Hmm. Hmm
0: being the pirate nerd that Shay is. Okay. I'm sure that'll probably come up a little, little later too. So number, uh, f- shit, I'm sorry, Shay. That's four. That was four. Um, number four <laughs> for Shay, Sea of Thieves, um, that he's got to dabble in for a couple weeks there. We had, we had some good times and hopefully many more. I already talked about my number four, which is Into the Breach. Don't need to say anything more about it. I think we'll maybe talk about it a little bit later. And I want to save some time for some other stuff. So, number four, Into the Breach. Um, looks like uh, we'll do so. Still got a couple of minutes here before we're going to take our short break. Uh,
1: Josh, what is your number three? My number three for 2018 is The Return of the Obra Dinn. which is just one of the best, probably the best detective game ever. And. Just unique in just just about every way. It's it's really, I think it's really got legs. It's it's going to. I I think it's probably going to be up there as with something that, you know, people have to go back and play just as a reference point, moving forward for a long time. Uh, yeah. It's Wait, best
3: it's,
0: detective game ever. Wow, Josh, can I have you ever played mm, The Witcher Three? Can I interest you in? A- it's not a detective a- game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not even a little bit
0: but he has the Batman detective mode
1: mm-hmm he does
0: and his name's a girl no uh yeah the the robert the overturn of the Oberdin is something I think a lot of people are gonna miss out on, but they're gonna hear
1: about it mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it's it's the the story we we mentioned this before you know just just recently so I'm not gonna go into it too in depth but between the art style and the story they're telling and just the mechanics especially the way the mechanics work uh, in order to actually make you solve what's going on instead of railroading you into the correct answer the way so many other detective games do I mean for example the, the one we all thought would be the be all end all going into it with uh, um, L.A. Noir basically had no actual detective work going on in it like it was you know multiple choice oh there's the answer the others three are stupid it's this one type thing through the entire game whereas this one you you actually have to discover everything on your own uh which just feels great um uh, i really i really really enjoyed my time with this game this year
0: well, yeah, like I said, you don't have to feel like you're going to the rush yourself. I mean, this is your chance to really say what you want to say about it. Um, I will say that I, the only thing I had issues with was I just was not very good at the game. Um <laughs> like I for example like I love the the art direction is really distinctive me and my wife have been playing it uh, for a while and I just like seeing the different uh, events kind of like walking around Mm -hmm. the mysteries And I just not very like I don't know I think it might just be because the art style is like black and white and a lot of the people on the ship kind of look the same because they're just like ugly plain people so like we we just have a trouble solving a lot of the um i feel like we have a hundred people on there where are like we know how they died but i just have no idea who did it um but I, yeah. I so i just it's it's like frustrating for me because i actually really like the game a lot i'm just not very good at it um,
1: yeah there are a few and that's that's one of the things you'll kind of hit spots where like you'll solve a bunch of things and then feel kind of stuck until you realize, oh, there's a completely different way that I've not even realized that you could use to, you know, identify these people. Um, And you'll find a bunch more using that new, you know, technique. Um, Like, just completely different source of information you didn't even know you had. Because on a lot of games, on a lot of games, the actual information you can glean is pretty surface level. Um, But on this, there's just, there's so many different ways to go about doing something that a lot of times it doesn't it doesn't seem like you have enough information until you realize that you're just completely overlooking something, which is, it It feels really good once you actually realize that, you know, it was there the whole time. You just were looking at it. You, you have to change the way you're looking at something, which I think in, in a lot of other games would feel frustrating, but since this is specifically a detective game, it works. Um I mean it's, it's sort of the everyone's played a a dungeon or something in another game where you get to a puzzle that makes no sense because they're asking you to do something you didn't even know you could do like it's like out of nowhere and that can feel really bad but that's that's kind of the whole game here um is you've got very very limited like move set, as far as you you walk around and look at stuff and then write down who done it. Um, so it's not like you're learning a new mechanic or something. You're just learning a different perspective to have at everything you're looking at, which is it. It really, really works in this game.
0: It's it'll surprise you too. Like at first you think it's gonna be. You don't really know what to expect. You're like, oh, there's some murders here. Then you're like, oh, there was a giant squid. And they're like, oh, there's these weird fucking spider crab demon things like it. Mm-hmm. It definitely like, like there's moments where I was like, holy fuck! Like, I, yeah. uh, I think the game would have really resonated with me more stronger if I just wasn't so terrible at it. Did you did you play w- with like a notepad, like a pen and paper or anything like that to write stuff down?
1: I didn't, or- but I think it probably would have sped the process up. Um yeah, because there's just, um, we mentioned this before, like the the ship manifest has 60 people on it, and so it's just a lot to keep track of, and I think a notepad definitely would help. As, probably. Uh, yeah. Just or, keep everything yeah. straight. I mean, yeah, the, the game one, itself a, is kind of a notebook. Like you're writing everything yeah, down yeah. in a book, telling you the story, so you, you have that as a reference. Um, but since, like, an, an additional pad of paper probably wouldn't hurt at all.
0: Well, there's that one fuzzy picture of everyone on the ship, like just hanging out that you can always go to to look at their faces. Mm -hmm. Like, I I feel like if I could have just had like a printout of that next to me and I could have just circled, like, I don't know. It's like that's my brain just doesn't work well in that way. Like, I it's sort of like it almost felt like work, not in a bad way. Like, it'd been the funnest school project in the history of school projects. It was just like I had trouble um, parsing all that information out, but I didn't want to cheat either. I didn't want to just, cause you can literally just go online and get the names and plug them in. That's what yeah, you could literally it's, There's do.
1: not really a good walkthrough. Like I'm kind of stuck here ish. Like I, I kind of feel like there, there's not a good way to give, some, like, unless someone's specifically helping you, they're just going to give you way too much information. So yeah, because you kind of just need a little push whenever you get stuck in this game, and a walkthrough just kind of tells you type this in, sort of a thing. I was
0: still able to see a lot of it, though. You can still see almost yeah you can you can see
1: almost everything, like basically everything except for the found all the answers prologue. You can see just going through the game, Um, so you, you get the story, but actually being able to piece together what's going on in it is the whole game to actually to be able to tell what you're looking at which is really cool
0: all right and we are back from our short little uh sabbatical if you want to call it that (laughs) health sabbatical um and we are now in for the long haul fish what is your number three game
3: of the year my number three we've already hit it pretty well but into the breach
0: that's what she she said
3: all right she did (laughs) multiple times Ayo hey, no, don't, don't flatter yourself. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I got right. it though. Sometimes I have to though, Morgan.
0: I mean, Somebody... goddamn, <laughs> nobody hits it like the Filipino Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: that is truth.
0: He's got the star yeah. power. Um, into the breach. Right, so into the breach. Number yes. three. Yes. We have talked about that quite a bit. Is there anything you'd like to say about it at this moment, at this juncture? Um
3: at this juncture I just wanna say that it is probably the one game of the year that I actually fully completed. Well, I wouldn't even say it's fully completed, but I have all the achievements in that game <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> to unlock the secret squad. Um, because you unlock, you know, different mech squads in the game and there's a secret squad. Um, I don't want to ruin it, but you could probably parse out what the Secret Squad is, but it, it's really cool. They're not necessarily fun to play with.
1: But it's just it Thousand Island really... Dressing. I mean, they're not fooling anybody.
3: <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. You know the ingredients in it. You already know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, it, it's one of those games that I did indeed get all the medals that the game has. Um, and when I say I didn't fully complete it, it's that I didn't go through uh, each of the different mech squads and beat it on hard because you Mm. do get medals for... You get different uh, colors of medals as you progress through the difficulty of easy, normal and hard and if yeah. you go through like a two island victory or a three island victory or a four island victory, um you also get a medal for doing that with each squad. So um there's a lot of gameplay <laughs> yeah. and replay value in that game that it's it, it's almost sickening at, at points. I think more of
1: <laughs> No yeah, I no, a ton to like, do in Mort, the game
3: there is. I mean, there's. They 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 plot out what you can actually do in that game, as far as like the difficulties and different uh, um, medals that you get. Um, and these medals range from like, oh, burn twelve enemies in a single turn, which um, seems difficult. Like uh, if you're playing the wrong, you know. Uh, there there's actually a, a mech squad that is called the Flame Behemoths, and that's what they specialize in is like shooting fire all around the map and like burning damage in that game is a guaranteed one health uh tick off of an enemy that's burning um mm-hmm. and to get that metal you kind of have to specialize um you have to upgrade one of the mechs' uh, abilities, as far as like uh, how much fire they could put out. But uh, they're all very interesting uh, little medals. They're it's not as met. It's not like this big long list of different stuff that you could do. But there's maybe three or four different uh, medals specific to each squad that you can try. And going after those medals kind of unlocks the power of that. Um, squad as far as like you playing with them because you it helps you understand how to use them more effectively and what their strong strong mm-hmm. suits are on the map so um yeah surprisingly like i i I looked at my switch and i didn't know that the switch actually did this but uh they keep track of i think by 10s 10 hours they'll keep track of uh how many hours you put into that game and the last time i checked i was at 80 hours with into the breach um, which at first surprised me, then after looking back on it, I'm like, eh, 80 when I, when hours, like,
1: good yes. God. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, got me beat at it too, like I, I didn't, I only unlocked, unlock, well, I think I unlocked every squad except for the secret one, and then I kind of had so much else to play, I moved on, but yeah, mm-hmm. and that was still like 40 hours, right, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, and there's there's even secret pilots in that game too. Um, mm-hmm. I had to look it up, but those Ooh, it's secret, very interesting.
0: Secret, secret pilots. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Can you imagine how much? Can you imagine how much story the secret pilots have?
3: <laughs> oh, they are fucking weird. They they are not of the world, I guess you would say. Some of them are alien Some type might. pilots. Oh,
0: okay. So they're
3: not they're not vec, but. Maybe Some it, might say
0: they're aliens. Um, put you on the spot. What's your favorite squad? Three, two, one Flame. Flame behemoths. Uh, it's the worst one. Boo. Yeah, it is. Boo. No, is
1: it's not it really? the worst one.
0: No. no. Rusting oh. Hulks is the best, man. I love the Rusting
1: uh, Hulks. No. Yeah. Oh, they're, boring.
0: they're boring. No, you get to par they get to the paralyze right. people? Yeah, yeah, that's fun. And um
3: yeah, they're yeah, disabling the vex a lot um, yeah. as far as guess, like, generating yeah, those Yeah, they just do, uh, so. disable
1: a bunch. Um, yeah. No, you're both wrong, though. It's the, uh, what was it, the black judoku, steel judoku, uh, iron? Steel. I don't, steel. Steel, steel sounded right, and it was is one it of those three. the black three. one? Yeah, the black The black squad. Yeah, yeah. The ones that, yeah. M- they specialize in moving the enemies around, which yeah. is so much fun to just drag well, the enemies all over the place and make them just punch each other to death. It's so much fun.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they they do specialize in that, but the, the Flame Behemoth, uh, the science uh Yeah, the science one letting you one. swap. is Yes, yeah. that, that was invaluable and critical mm-hmm. as far as, like, pulling an enemy from across the map all the way to your spot into the fire, you know, or out of danger or into yep. a
1: position where you can hit yeah, it. Yeah, that one... Um, Mech is like probably the most that that one kind of epitomizes the entire game more than any of the others. Just be able to all you do is move where you want to go and then swap with somebody, but like that alone mm-hmm. is kind of like that mech. I think kind of really yeah. shows you what the game is about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely.
3: Well,
0: well, we'll probably talk more a little about that later when we're organizing the list too. So I'm not going to completely cut you off there. Um Okay. But, uh, yes. Into the Breach, number three. Big number points three. there. Big points. I thought it was going to be higher for you, honestly. I predicted wrong. Guess wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. so there'll be one semi. Well, I know what it's going to be now. Uh, Shay Layton, the professor from a pa- across the pond. What is your number three?
2: Sorry, I have to do this to you, Morgan. Red Dead Redemption 2 is my number three choice of the year. Um,. I, I was really high on the game at the beginning, and as I got further into the story, it just it didn't hold the weight for me that I thought it was going to. Uh, the first few chapters are super interesting, and then it becomes a slow burn, and then it becomes a really slow burn. And I just... I found myself by the end of Chapter 3... Um, the end of Chapter 3 is really interesting, but to get to that point, I just stopped... Paying any attention to what was going on in the story, I found myself skipping cutscenes just to get through. And it's 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 that's the negative. The positives are countless. I know we're gonna end up talking about this game later, so I'm not gonna get into too many details right now because I know we're gonna it's gonna come back up. Um, it it is a technologically impressive game. Uh Josh and I have said multiple times the sound design in this game is mm-hmm. top notch. Best of the year. Bar none. Um it is a beautiful looking yeah. game.
1: And that's got some competition this year too. It's, that's it's true. Good, good.
2: Yeah. That's true. It's a beautiful looking game. Um I like the fact that it goes for hyper realism. A lot of times, sometimes it's a little bit cumbersome, but it comes with the territory. Um a lot of the characters are very interesting. Um the 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 combat feels a little bit archaic but that's okay um for me i'm I'm okay with it uh i'm not it's not my favorite but it's passable uh i don't want to say too much about this game right now because i know we're going to talk about it later so uh red dead redemption 2 for number three for me
0: okay red dead redemption 2 at number three um yeah i may possibly be mentioning that later um (laughs) Maybe not. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay. Red Dead Redemption 2 at number three. Uh, And for my number three, I'll just say briefly that it was Sea of Thieves. Um, I know that's a controversial pick for a lot of people out there, but uh, I just love that game a lot more than a lot of people do. But in general, it comes down to this. It's a gorgeous technological... um, technological achievement especially the ocean the it has that nice sort of solid feeling that a rare game should have it almost reminded me of like a nintendo game mm-hmm. uh, very unique gameplay mechanics there's just nothing else out there that feels like it but, that i've ever experienced at least now granted it's a very specific thing there's not a lot of pirate simulators out there either so uh but that's fine that's part of you know branching into a, a new area um but it's all based around emergent experiences, and the first couple months that I played it in particular, uh, I, we had a bunch of incredible experiences, and for some people, they might be looking for more longevity. It depends on how you view games and experiences really in general. I look at it like, even if I just had one great experience, that still for me justifies it too. I remember, I went back and listened to our E3 show where we first talked about that game and we were all like if we can just I don't know how long we're going to enjoy playing it but if we could just have one good night with it and we ended up having like a bunch of good weekends like five or six or seven or eight good weekends with that game Um and I just love it. So I get it I get totally if someone's out there playing alone or they haven't encountered a lot of people uh, merging experiences. That's that's valid. I mean, you have experiences that you have. But for uh, for me, I think I ex- I was fortunate to experience the game as it was intended, and I am very appreciative of that. So many hilarious memories, videos that we took for the site, and all that good stuff. Um, and I uh, look forward to playing it more. So Sea of Thieves was uh, a very magical experience for me at number three.
3: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a great game. Um. Like you said, Morgan, it it definitely feels solid. Um. And like even the sound design in that game, uh, what I truly enjoyed about that game was the fact that every time you're shooting those cannons and you're shooting at another player's ship, they they give you little sound cues, and those sound cues change every time you make another hit on their ship with a cannon so it's like this uh, kind of victory building up like oh fuck yeah. each each hit and like e- you don't want to for me at least i don't know for you guys but you don't want to mess up that chain of that sound of that oh yeah da, like it da, just da, builds da, on da, the music da, yes, it's yeah it's building on that music and it just get it gets more intense and like it just builds that li- just that little sound design and that little touch of like building it up and the game registering how many successive hits you've put into the or how many holes you've put into the pirate ship that you're going up against and like that little touch to me like you, you don't necessarily get little things like that in games at times like you'll just get that the simple like in call of duty like whenever you're hitting somebody you get that the thug, thug, thug type of sound and it's just it's constant like that that it it's registering a hit but at times it's just like it just get gets monotonous but at, whenever you do get into like those Player battles and see it these like it get it it really amps up at all the action that's going on in the screen and it's also ramping up the uh, the the intensity with those little sound cues and like I don't know who thought of that but whoever thought of that little sound cue to do that put that into the game like I commend that person for that because like mm-hmm. I picked up on that and thought. Fuck, that is so fucking brilliant. Yeah. I, I feel like in another era, if
0: this see I'm telling you, if Sea of Thieves had been released, let's say I, I don't think it's an old game, I'm just saying if it had been released like five or five years ago and everyone was online playing it and it was just everyone was laughing and have I think the the we'll talk about it more later, but I think the hook of the game, you know, I think it's important to remember that the hook for Overwatch is the gameplay, not the loot boxes. It's cosmetic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. The hook for Fortnite is the gameplay, not the cosmetic stuff. It's the same thing. It's just I think it feels weird because of the context that people expect a different loop. And it's mm. still it was still exciting for me when I would like up at, when I first played it for the first month or so, and I was like, oh, I got a new golden hook and a new patch. That stuff yeah. still felt good.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a different perspective because if you're not encountering people. You're kind of out there grinding for stuff, and the grind is just for the cosmetics. So yeah, if you're not if right. you're not having those cool encounters, or or just going and exploring and kind of letting the other stuff happen, um, yeah, I, I can see how that would turn some people off because I'm doing all this work just so I can have a shinier gun. Yes, and and I no can, one can, I can see, see it
0: because I'm yeah yeah yeah. Oh, I can't see. Yeah, and that makes sense because, like, I I think that's one thing they could maybe adjust a little because the reality is even now I don't really feel like I need to – like, I have so much money that if they drop something I like, I'll buy it. But in general, I like the way my character looks, and I'm – that and that's how Mm – that's the only reason it slipped a little on my list is because it got to the point where I was just like, I just want to fight people on the ocean. That's all I want to do. I just want to run into people and cool things. Um And But the risk-reward is a little—that system is a little unstable right now because, like, the last time we played it, I felt so bad because we demolished, like, three ships, and they didn't have anything on them, and I just felt like a fucking asshole, like, because we're crushing all these ships, and, like— they didn't have anything. It just felt like a giant stomping on an ant and then getting nothing out of it. And I was like – I feel like the balance is a little off right now because the way it's supposed to be is that risk-reward of, like, you have treasure, they have treasure, and there's a dance there. But if they can't adjust the value of the treasure right, and then 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 how are you going to have the risk-reward? So it's – there's you know, they could yeah. still probably tweak
1: that a little. Yeah. yeah I, I think I, it works I, for what I, it is, but, yeah, there's – it could be improved, I think. Yeah,
0: it does. Yeah, love- for the first month, I like I said, it worked a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just tough, but it's still it's still an incredible thing. I, even if you can just have one great night with this game for like nine bucks on Game Pass, I still think it's totally worth it. Um, whether or not you want to spend sixty dollars on it, I never tell people to do that. That's up to you. I personally yeah. was so excited. If you have a group. It- that a group you think friends. you could get yes. into absolutely because
1: yeah, yeah. i i bought the game when it came out um for pc and i would do that again like it's it's good enough that you have a group i'd consider buying it for your whole group is how good the game is with a group um, yeah if you, have, if, if you, have if you don't a group, know game pass is yeah. just great to go try it out so
0: yeah, agreed. I mean, I went and bought it for, I was so excited after playing it the first day with our friend Ryan that um, I was like, Josh, I'll pay for half of this game yeah. for you because I was just mm-hmm. like, we need, we need to get, we need, I need to feel what this game feels like with the full Chalm Crash crew too. Um, and yeah. it delivered. So I guess that would have been a bummer if we had gotten on there and it was <laughs> down. So anyways, yeah. uh, number three, Sea of Thieves. Uh, all right. So we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, boom number two
1: Josh alright my number two for 2018 is Celeste
0: Woo, <gasps> okay
1: Celeste which is just a ridiculously tight platformer kind of in the uh, super meat boy vein of just presenting you with Challenges that look completely impossible the first time you see them and having you overcome it is just an amazing feeling, Uh, especially with the story going on in the game, because the whole point of the story in this game is Madeline trying to, you know, go out and challenge herself. She wanted to climb Celeste Mountain, and it's like the story going on there is her trying to overcome that and all of her mental hangups associated with that um and the way you're kind of going through that at the same time because it is it's a tough game um it's a challenging game it, going going through that at the same time it just works um just from a gameplay and then a narrative level and then on top of that you're listening to just amazing music throughout it's it's just great great it's i i really i can't recommend Celeste enough if it looks at all interesting to you if you like like challenging games so
0: you know what they call it josh you know what they call this genre splatformer
3: okay and so they call I, it splatformers it's i thought true. you were it's going
1: tr- into a joke there i just i i assume no, joke. no it's okay
0: it's, it was real yeah
1: okay All right, um I was...
0: <laughs> they call them splatformers <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. meat boy
0: started the splatformer genre Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people have messaged me that they have, they have find the game too hard, um, and I don't, and that that's valid too. I don't really know. I think there's some actually some difficulty adjustment options with yeah. that sort of changes. yeah. This
1: is Celeste is one of the ones that I was talking about um, from our first half of this game of the year thing with uh, the way it handled difficulty, having different uh, different like they call it assist mode, but different things that you can change about the game. Like if it's just like too fast paced for you, you can actually slow down how it all works or you can change it so you don't have to worry about like grip strength for the game just to make just to make things easier so you can get through it if you need to. And it actually works because since it's not just, you know, all of a sudden there's no way to die or something like that, it's still, there's still a challenge there. There's still figuring out what you need to do. In this mm-hmm. game, um, it it's just a, makes yeah, it good, easier yeah. to accomplish once you do figure out what you're trying to do. Uh, so that, yeah,
0: that was something we ran into at Cuphead last year too, which was our game of the year. A lot of people like we did a poll on that, and like a lot of people were like, yeah, I think this game is really awesome, but like half of our audience said it was just too hard for them, and that's yeah. that's that's valid. I mean, if like I we understand that we play video games all the time uh, and we're sickos, so sometimes those things like <laughs> yeah uh those things translate and that's that's understandable but there is options
1: there to make it easier so mhm
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah and uh, you have a celeste shirt don't you
1: yes i do that's one of the few games that i actually wear like i don't don't well i was going to say i don't do a lot of gaming shirts but now that i think about it probably half my shirts are gaming shirts so yeah it's not exactly true but yeah celeste is one that's definitely def- definitely worth you know letting people see yeah i was gonna say
0: if you bought the shirt and it didn't make your top five i feel a little mm-hmm. weird about that <laughs> um, that's the rule if you buy the shirt it has to make your top five that's uh that's
3: a fair rule that's, yeah that's weird. Fair rule. what if mm-hmm. you want to just buy a shirt that looks really fucking cool mm.
0: You're a poser you know, we don't oh, we don't appreciate yeah.
3: those oh. mm. <laughs> i'm not like those
0: guys it makes your top five, or you donate it to Goodwill so that I can go buy it for $2. And then I'll be a... That's That's the only caveat. you force ca- it into your top five. <laughs> that's the only caveat. If you find it a Goodwill, then mm. it doesn't have to be in your top five. It's passed down. Um, oh, okay. Yeah.
1: It's an inherited top five.
0: Yes, hmm. yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's sure uh, got grandfathered in. You
0: it's can... true. It's exactly what happened.